Let's uh, welcome in our friend uh, Mel Antonin from MassInSports.com. Mel, thanks for taking some time out of your busy Saturday morning. All right, Stan. All right, Craig. Good to be with you guys. Uh, Let's start with that topic that I just asked Craig about. uh, And you and I batted around the other day with Byron Kerr uh, on the Mid-Atlantic Sports Report. Do you think that Steven Strasburg has become a viable candidate for Cy Young because of the problems the other three main contenders have had in terms of DeGrom full body of work with only eight victories, Scherzer's injury, and Rayu's ineffectiveness of late, if it were to continue. Yeah, I think I think he does because of his durability. And I understand that the new age voters uh, don't have as much respect for 20 wins, but Strasburg's going to approach, he's got a chance to get 20 wins. And uh, that's important. But they'll look at the secondary stats, and they'll look at ERA and WHIP, and and Strasburg's ERA is at three six three. You know, Ryu's still at two thirty five. You know, I don't know. I think he's got a chance. I don't know if he's got a chance, but I think he should be seriously considered, given that Ryu is struggling right now. Although it's only three starts, uh, Scherzer's been out six weeks, and Degrom. You know, he's got good secondary. Degrom is. DeGrom is an interesting case because he's throwing almost 170 innings. He's throwing 169 innings. So to answer your question, I think Strasburg deserves serious consideration, but I think secondary stats and the fact that Rayu is allowed at least three bad starts, it's probably not the, it's, he's probably still the favorite. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think Strauss deserves some consideration. I don't think Scherzer's out of that mix uh, either, but we saw what happened last year. Uh, with Max having uh, whatever it was, 19 wins, I guess it was, and uh, and Degrom with, with 11, right? Yeah. So uh, from that standpoint, uh, you you mentioned the new age voters, and and while I don't necessarily agree with it, uh, I'm one of those guys that if you ask, like for example, you ask Max Scherzer whether wins means anything to a pitcher, and he's going to tell you absolutely they mean something. Yeah. Yeah. They do. I mean, it was amazing how many how many games last year though. Degrom gave up two earned runs or less and didn't win. Right. I mean, wins are out of a pitcher's control, and if you've got a strong whip, if you've got a very good whip, and you've got a lot of strikeouts, and your hits per innings are down, I you know sometimes wins can be overrated. But generally speaking, if I tell you that you're going to build your team with a 17-game winner, you're going to take it and not even look at the secondary stats. Right, and the other part of that, too, is uh, if if you look at Scherzer's first part of the season, this team was 2-10 uh, and 10 in his, you know, starts at the early part of the season with him on the mound. So lack of run support, the fact that he was pitching well, uh, maybe that gets he taken. Pi- he was pitching well, but he wasn't pitching like Max Scherzer. What early in the year? Early in the season. Now you go back and run run average. What wasn't? No, but it but came down throughout. He, of course, yeah. then he had, well, well, he had, he had yeah. one bad start in He's, Miami. I guarantee you, he, he is had, not going to be a serious candidate. He had one bad start against Miami in Miami, where he did, where he made it through one inning. And he gave up a ton of runs. Okay. That was basically, I that was the, you, basically not, the first 12 starts. You can starts. throw him out of the mix, okay? Okay, I'm fine. You. I think if you look at secondary stats, though, for instance, he's got about 80 more strikeouts than Rayu. He's got just 10 or 12 <laughs> fewer innings, but his whip is virtually the same. So if some voter decides that Max Scherzer likes dominant strikeouts and, and, another, and another strikeout title and looks at the whip and goes, wow, the ERAs aren't that far apart. Uh, 
They might. They might. It's it's a bizarre year. Every yeah. year is unique, but this year has got some interesting questions, and you guys have just debated them very well. Let me uh, let me get back over though to the Dodgers. We debated we, them very well. We, like we a debated five year old child. We we debated them pretty well. Let's change the subject. I gave Craig the finger, forgetting that we were on. Uh, are you guys on, still friends? Oh, yes, of course we are. That's the very least we could give each other. We debated it very well, Mel, yeah, but exactly. not quite as well as you thought. <laughs> Hey, Mel, all kidding aside now, though, the Dodgers. Um, I think we all thought the Dodgers were going to, which which they have done, run away with the National League uh, West uh, and be firmly the best team going into the playoffs. But they've kind of sprung a few leaks here, and the Rayu situation, to me, is really the latest in, in some, some issues there that I see. Yeah, it, it depends on. I mean, Ryu obviously has been pitching about a 140 ERA in the first five months. Right. In his last three starts, what was it, 18 runs in the last 14 innings over three starts, something like that. But um, you know, he's had injuries in the past, and maybe that's the, that stuff is catching up with him. But I think there, I agree with you. There's questions about their best pitcher, Ryu. There's questions about their closer, Kenley Jansen. And even though he is a strong MVP candidate, there's closers about Clay Bellinger because he has not hit in the second half like he did in the first half. He's still got a lot of home runs. But uh, you just the Dodgers never look like the best team in baseball, but when you look at their record, they are. We're reminding you that we're broadcasting for the Live Casino Hotel Studio. If you've dro- if you're following us on Facebook Live, please like and share the uh, broadcast. We appreciate it. Uh, Mel Antonin is our guest from MassInSports.com. Mel, uh, the Orioles, and you and I get to kick this around a couple times a week. You're on every night uh, on the Mid-Atlantic Sports Report. Orioles, aside from when they play the very best, uh, have carved together an interesting last six weeks. Yeah, I think they will. Um, There's no question that uh, there's no question they can score enough runs to have a winning team, right as they are now. Mm-hmm. The question is whether or not they can pitch. And when the pitching goes well, they get some quality starts, they win those games. And um, they're not at the Yankees' level or the, the Astros' level, but they can have an interesting September because they're a young team fighting for jobs, and that's, that's what can make the Orioles interesting. Well, last night when you get a start like John Means, case in point to, your, to what you're talking about, seven innings, and uh, then you get the offensive output that they got last night. That bodes pretty well, and, you know, if you look at him and if Dylan Bundy can somehow, you know, be a consistent pitcher with, you know, without giving up a ton of runs, uh, I think they've got a good shot if they get one or two other guys. And, you know, I, I look at Wojciechowski and I look at uh, Means, these are two guys that, you know, at the beginning of the year, the Orioles didn't really think much of in terms of what they could contribute. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, they, they may have found two diamonds in the rough in this regard. Yeah, I agree. And you can have a competitive team if you have three very solid starters. Yeah. That's what we were talking about at the beginning. If Alex Cobb is Alex Cobb, Kashner pitches well, and Bundy is Bundy, you meant mean. You meant means. You said Kashner. No, no, I meant no. at the beginning. Oh, oh at the beginning of the season. I'm sorry. This is what I'm, we're I'm, saying at the beginning of okay. the season. The yeah. Orioles can be competitive if Kashner, Kashner, Bundy, and Cobb all pitch up to capabilities. They can be capable because a rebuilding team. If you get three starters, you can win some games. Obviously, 
Cobb got hurt, Cash, we know the story about Cash, and we know how Bundy's been inconsistent. But as long as you get three starters going, that's a major step in the right direction for a rebuilding team. And, and they've got that potential, just as you said, Craig. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it, I, I really like – I and, you know, you go to the ballpark as a fan and you're saying, well, what's there to go to the ballpark for? Well, watching John Means pitch for the most part this year was one of the reasons to go watch the Orioles. Yeah, and, you know, even when he was slumping a little bit, he wasn't getting hit all that hard. He had some he had some rocky stretches, but overall he's, he's come on very strong. And the fact that he's – you know, um, he's not really a, a big strikeout pitcher. He's only got about a three-to-one strikeout-to-walk ratio, but he's just a very consistent pitcher, and it's fun to watch change-up pitchers, and he's he's one of the best, and given his inexperience, the fact that he's winning with a change-up, um, that's, 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 I think that's a rare story in, in a lot of ways. It yeah. takes a long time for a young pitcher to develop a change-up and the confidence to throw it. Yeah, and it was great last night to see him do it in Kansas City because he's from out in that area, yep. and I'm sure he had a ton of folks and friends uh, in the stands, so even better for John Means. Yeah, he grew up 35 miles south of Kauffman Stadium. He and Bubba Starling, the outfielder for the Kansas City Royals, right. were high school teammates. They batted 3-4 in their high school lineup together. Means protected Bubba Starling. But, yeah, they used to go to games a lot as fans pay five bucks for a seat and um, and cheer on Joe Randa and Mike Sweeney. We remind you that the Bataround is presented by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center and ask for Mobile One. Mel, just a couple more minutes. We all happen to mention the name that has been like a forgotten man around these parts. Orioles, and again, we're not talking about them being a contender next year, but boy, if Bundy and Means are at the top of the rotation and Alex Cobb is somehow able to come back after these two disappointing seasons, certainly would change the dynamic of what this team can accomplish next year. I agree. I agree 100%. As as I said earlier, if you get three starters going in the right direction, very consistent, and then – with the bullpen, um, you know, Hunter Harvey, maybe Dylan Tate, uh, maybe Michael Givens, who knows? Bullpens are always in flux. I think we could debate whether or not Hunter Harvey should be a starter or not. But I think for a team that's trying to develop stability and develop young pitching, the best thing to have, the best scenario is to have three solid 180 to 200 inning guys thrown at the top three slots of the rotation and then having all your prospects battle for four and five without any pressure on them. We're talking with Mel Antonin from MassinSports.com. Mel, from the ridiculous to the uh, purely tragical, uh, this this situation down in Washington where Gerardo Parra picked up this walk-up <laughs> song, you know, the Baby Shark song, it, it, it almost reminds me of that movie with Tom Selleck when he played uh, an aging American slugger that goes to Japan to look at the ferocity of the passion of the Japanese fans. They've taken this piece of animation and the song, Baby Shark. I've never quite seen anything like this in American baseball. Uh, that's a good question. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything either. But it's a, it's a bizarre story because the Giants, at the beginning of the season, needed outfielders. They needed outfielders to the point where they were giving everybody a chance to play in the outfield. And they gave Para like 120 at-bats, something like that. They gave him a long time to to try to settle in, and he only he, he couldn't hit 200. 
then he comes to the Nats, and he develops this phenomenon and um, and starts hitting, hitting in clutch, pinch hit, you know, the the home run and the grand slam in in Los Angeles and everything. It is amazing how one player can just stink so badly for one team when he's given a chance to play full time. Then he moves to it across the country. And he becomes uh, this hero. What's you know? interesting and, about uh, that, though, too, is the fact that the Giants, Mel, uh, once he was uh, released by San Francisco, a lot of people there talked about what a presence he had in that clubhouse and, you know, how he mixed in with, with the guys, and they were sorry to see him go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can tell by just being around him, as you have, Craig, and it, he's He's just a fun guy to have in the clubhouse. That's one thing the Nats got going. They've got a good chemistry in their in their clubhouse. They're very relaxed and they're very talented. But they're just they're not dealing with the expectations of winning that they have in the past. They're expected to win. They know that. But I think it got to them in uh, in previous years. And I don't think it's getting to them this year. Mel, before we let you go, and not to end on a real downer, but this this story about the Tampa Bay Rays pitching prospect, Blake Bivens, and the tragic loss of what he has said or his whole life, his wife, son, and mother-in-law were all murdered by, apparently, by his wife's brother. Uh, this is just a devastating story, isn't it? Yeah, I, read, I was reading some of the details on it this morning, and it just – it teaches us all a lesson to appreciate what we have because you just never know what could happen in the next hour or the next day or whatever. But it's a tragic story, and I'm sure that um, if people reading the story and baseball fans around the country um, can learn to realize and appreciate what they have in family and everything, uh, I think I think that would actually help uh, Bivens feel a little bit better. But I can't imagine his pain. But the only thing you can say is, gee, we, we'll do anything we can to help you. But it's it's an awful thing. And the Tyler Skaggs incident uh, and what they find yeah, out the in latest, the autopsy. The latest yeah. news out of the autopsy. Yeah, that's another thing. It's just it's it's hard to believe. It's just hard to believe, and it just makes you thankful for uh, for health and life and, and all that. All right, and friendship. Uh, we and really friendship. we appreciate your taking some time out of your schedule to come on the show periodically, and love working with you, Mel. All, All right. right, guys. All right, it's talk good to be soon. with you. Thank you. It's All good right. being with you guys. All right.